Ah, Grand Moth Tarkin, I am honored by your visit. Hey there, welcome to Grand Moth Tarkin, delicately curated long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts, Riley, Jake, and Jasmine. I'm doing this intro uh, on a Sunday morning by myself because <laughs> we started an episode and we were going to ha- watch Jasmine play a video game and Jake and I were going to talk about her playing the video game. Not talk about her, but talk about the video game that she was playing. Um, and we got about 20 minutes into that episode and Jasmine's computer died and crashed because uh, it didn't like doing all the things it was trying to do at once. So we pivoted to an episode where we talk about our uh, episode 9 script rewrite. So that's what you're mostly going to hear. Uh, we were not able to save any of Jasmine's audio from the first part. However, Jake and I do have audio from that. So at the end of the episode in the blooper section, there will be some... It's just Jake and I talking and you won't hear Jasmine, but... I mean, that's kind of our podcast in general, because Jake and I talk way too much. So stick around for the, um, I guess, technically highlights of our our lost half an hour of uh, video game commentary. But until then, I hope you enjoy this episode where we just talk about um, our episode 9 script rewrite that Jake is spearheading. Here we go. You know what else sucks is everything that I write. And so that reminds me mm. of agreed. Or do we or do we want to talk about Jimmy Neutron? We've had No, a, I don't what? want to talk about Jimmy Neutron. <laughs> I'm kidding. We had a pretty Jimmy good Discord Neutron combo and Shrek. Jimmy Neutron and Shrek are bad and they both suck. Yeah. There I said it. I'm not scared. Wow. And you know what? I've never seen B movie. I'll say that too. I never I have. think I saw it. When it came out, a lot of people ironically about talk it. about it. I never saw it. I was too cool at the time. <laughs> too cool now. Mm. Which brings me to my Star Wars fan fiction. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. We we could talk about this. Let's just talk to. about the writing process. <laughs> you want to hear about my process? Yeah, let's talk about it. No, my process is my process is I realized that um, literally just trying to write something by the seat of your pants isn't actually a good idea. Um, <laughs> I now I do like to write. I'm uh, you know I'm not a published author per se, um, but <laughs> I do usually like to write a little something to try to like get figure out what the tone is and then plot something out through an outline. So I guess that's what's happening here. I'm just outlining stuff i got like three solid word pages of an outline um but you know it's star wars a lot happens that is true you know what i was thinking though is i like as i was writing i was like oh this is moving too slow and then i thought i'm just thinking of the actual episode nine which moves so fast yeah we don't have to move quite that fast (laughs) i rewatched last jedi i'm like oh man that's been a good long time on one scene of just mm-hmm. people talking about stuff setting up the stakes um i love setting yeah up stakes yeah setting up some stakes 
on the grill. Mm. Yeah, like, you know that scene in Empire Strikes Back, a Han setting up some steaks. True. He's like, I thought they smelled bad on the outside. Oh, boy. Only bad eps. <laughs> Only bad eps 2020. We really <laughs> called it with 2020, we didn't did. we? <laughs> By eps, we meant a... events in the world. Yeah. We <laughs> Only bad things happening 2020. <laughs> Name one good thing that happened in 2020. Oh, wait. Um, I don't know. My child was born. Oh, my God. You didn't tell us about him. <laughs> Just kidding. Wait. I don't have any kids. Why did I assume it was a boy? That's your sexism coming through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I assume all babies are boys until I know otherwise. Well, all babies Cut are that boys out. until three. <laughs> Ugh, cut all this out. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what happened there. I'm glad you guys didn't say this during the video recording. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have to. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, let's see. What else? What else? What else is in the news? Uh, there's the Trandoshan Jedi and the High Republic stuff. <laughs> Let's talk. I can legitimately talk about Skier. a couple. Talk about it. Okay. Someone speak. Okay. Um, well, so far, I I will say I did cut out that um, Shmi Skywalker scene. Got mm. rid of that. Get rid of uh, it completely, not just moved it? I think I might have an idea where it could fit in later. Or, okay. like little glimpses of it um yeah but it did seem like there were too many introductions to the story so i got rid of that and i also got rid of the subplot about there being like about following spies sending a message um because mm. i feel like we just need to know what the message is star wars we should just get the message if there is such a thing i don't know so it mostly starts with that intro with Kylo Ren in the Vader helmet and then cuts to the Naboo action scene, which we've mm-hmm. gone through. I think that is pretty good. I haven't yeah. messed around with that too much. Um, and then uh, another thing I'm thinking of getting rid of, I just kind of started from scratch mostly, was I don't know what like if the First Order needs a big thing that needs to be blown up or whatever i'd kind of rather there not be um i liked in the last jedi that there's a central conflict but there's not a central thing device there's not a device and most of the prequels are like that i wish i mean two of three um so i'd like to try to and it seems like there's enough at stake with like trying to destroy the wills, the thing that keeps the force in balance. That seems mm-hmm. like high enough stakes already. So I do still have in there that Kylo's guys um, want to... His Gylos. His guy. <laughs> I was really going <laughs> to say it, and I was like, I've done enough wordplay. Um, I'll do it for you. Thanks, buddy. Um, they still want to overthrow him. They still think Kylo is incompetent. And singularly focused on, like, Ray and weird Force stuff. And they're like, we need strong leadership. Um, yeah. And I told this to you guys, and I think you liked it, but there was a question of, does it break canon? Um, of uh, Hux kind of being 
like he, he's doing something, looking through personnel files, trying to figure out where the leaks are coming from. He's a plumber. He's trying to figure out where these leaks are coming <laughs> from. <laughs> and uh, he hears like a whisper in his ear or something. And he, he starts following these like weird whispers and sounds. And it leads him into Kylo Ren's quarters. But Kylo isn't there. The only thing that's there is in the middle of the room is Vader's helmet. And I thought it would be cool if Palpatine reveals himself to Hux and says, you know, basically, I... Kylo needs to go, but the only one who can destroy him is me. The em- the Empire needs its true Emperor back. If you guys are going to be anything like your forefathers, so you need to bring me back, basically. So I thought it might be cool if the thing that the First Order is doing to undermine Kylo is kind of doing a... Raiders of the Lost Ark and trying to kind of get this thing to this place to revive Palpatine. Um, yes. So the the thing that, that we mentioned, which I am totally fine breaking canon, but I think this would be the first time that a non-Force user was talked to by a Force ghost. Because I don't think yeah. we've seen that happen before. It's true, uh, but he's also not quite a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I'm fine breaking canon for that. You know, it's the ninth movie. Why not change yeah. things up a little bit? Surprise! Um, surprise. I mean, instead of this and what we got, we got a force dyad. We'd never heard of that before. That's a yeah, thing. exactly. We can make and we barely heard of it in the stuff. movie that it was in. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the and, other. Uh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead, buddy. I'll go ahead. My favorite part of Zoom podcast is that. No, no, no. no you go ahead. I know it's constant. <laughs> um, the th- the thing that I wonder about is then do we do a double cross with Hux, where he takes Palpatine's advice to get rid of Kylo, but would Hux really want to replace one? fanatic force user with another fanatic force user or are they at the point where they're just like screw all these guys i'll use palpatine to destroy kylo and then we're out like we don't need force users yeah that's just Mm -hmm. a thought no that's something that i was thinking about too like would he really want that because i think hux wants power for himself right um but yeah, how would he even know to be able to do that? You know, maybe he right. kind of draws Kylo to this whatever Force-sensitive place because, you know, he'll be, like, overwhelmed and distracted and then he kind of tries to kill Kylo. I definitely had it in my mind that Hux would get, like, Raiders of the Lost Ark, like, the Ark opens and everyone's face melts. I definitely had it that, like, Hux yeah. was going to get played and his face was going to melt off. I th- I think that that's I'm totally down for that, but I think that that should be Hux's moment of oh crap I overestimated myself. Like maybe yes. he goes into that thinking I'm tired of all these force users. I don't want to trade one for another. Uh, all force users do is run their empires into the ground. So yeah, but then I, you know I like he, that he just he overestimates himself and then. Gets his yeah, face he melted. he opens up this power he can't control, and then like some kind of arc 
or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what would the that guns be? melt? Guns. Yeah. After like some kind of deal that Palpatine made, like a promise. <laughs> yeah. Arc. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what you'd you call something it. like that. We'll work on that. But yeah, I. So we're kind of okay with that idea. Yes. Yeah, I like it. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um. So, at the Resistance base, I kind of instead of them like immediately like getting an urgent communication and like oh we gotta keep going, I thought it would be fun if we kind of. They land, and this is like kind of a moment of rest where we get to see this like little society that they're they're building up that they've built up in the time since the last Jedi, where they were down to like twelve people on the Falcon. Now, you know, I was mm-hmm. thinking there'd be kind of like maybe like a little indoor like dance party happening around a campfire, and people are just like, kind of having a good time. Mm-hmm. Rays watching on, you know, like oh, we're really doing something here this is great um, yeah i i wouldn't mind the resistance being bigger at this point than than it was in uh rise of skywalker yeah not huge you know not like um not like as big as it like the rebellion in no like when we see it in like a new hope or something but 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 luke ignited the spark or he was yes. the yeah. spark and so yes. yeah more people are are joining and you know maybe even make it clear that I think that makes more sense than to have uh, a tiny little minute detail in a book come out afterwards and say, oh, yeah, there's people that wanted to help, but they all got arrested. (laughs) Like, I don't like Yeah, that sucked. (laughs) I really did not like that. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of glad that that wasn't in the movie so I could just really pretend it didn't happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, so, and I was thinking, because we talked about the idea of, obviously, like, Finn being force sensitive um, and I thought this were this could be where like Ray kind of makes her way to Finn, who's giving a, a speech to his battalion, and he kind of mentions you know like I was I was where you are, you know, making that decision between continuing and laying my weapon down, but I felt like you know something awakened inside me or you know something like that that she recognizes as like oh that's what I felt too, mm-hmm. uh, and after that, um. Oh, yeah, I kind of wrote that, like, maybe, like, they do some flirtiness and she kind of, maybe she, like, throws something at him to, like, test his reflexes. Um, I just, yeah, go ahead. I I would just love more Ray and Finn screen time in general. Yes. Like, even if it, yes, even if it doesn't lead to something romantic, which I'm totally fine with it leading to something romantic because I think they're (laughs) great and they should get married forever. But, (laughs) like, even if it doesn't lead to that, it's just, they were so great together in Force Awakens, then they weren't together in Last Jedi, and just in this movie, I would love for them to have a lot of time together on yeah. screen. Being I friends. agree, that's my that's my freaking plan, yo. Because I want her to become the reluctant master and him to kind of become the Padawan. Mm-hmm. And I did say something about about the lines of um, <laughs> that they both kind of have a feeling that something dark is coming, like. Everything's happy right now, but it's the calm before the storm. Uh, that's when I write that we would cut to, like, Hux, and the helmet calls him and everything. Now, I'm going to detail this whole segment. This was a really 
crazy weird idea that I had that I thought was kind of cool, but it's a little convoluted, um, or at least I, I feel like I have to kind of read through how I have it planned out. Um, let's see. Yeah, so, like, because Kylo and the Knights of Ren are kind of doing their own thing. They're looking for something. They're they're looking for whatever Vader tells Kylo in that opening scene about overthrowing the wills. He's looking for information on that, on how to find where these things are, blah, blah, blah. So, uh, I have from kind of uh, the Emperor seducing Hux, cutting to Octo, baby. Mm-hmm. Kylo and the Knights of Ren climb the Jedi steps, montage of them scouring the island for clues to find the location of the wills. They recklessly mm-hmm. sift through the Jedi encampment, and we see a group of caretakers hiding in nearby foliage, looking pissed off. Um Kylo makes his way to the training grounds, uh, taking note of the prime Jedi that was like in that pool, that like, like half black, half white, yin yang looking oh, Jedi. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and eventually he reaches that like big cliffside where Luke eventually passed away and like, you know, Ray and Luke did their training and he died. Yeah. Um, so Kylo feels frustrated having not found what he came for. And then he hears a voice behind him like, can I help you or something sassy? Kylo turns around, his lightsaber ignited, and it's the ghost of Luke Skywalker. Yes. Give and they that. have yeah. <laughs> and they have a conversation throughout which Luke calls him Ben, which makes him mad. And this is the first official confirmation to Kylo that Luke is actually dead and didn't just, you know, disappear, that he's not still with the resistance. Mm. Um because as far as he knows, Luke just did a really cool thing and then disappeared. Um Kylo says to Luke that, you know, I spoke to your father. And I want Luke to kind of deny that in a way that is ambiguous enough that it wouldn't give it away to Kylo that it's the Emperor. Mm-hmm. Um, what if Luke, Luke was eventually... like, wait, what? I just talked to your dad like two <laughs> seconds ago. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I definitely <laughs> want to imply that Luke knows exactly what's going on here. Um, but Luke eventually says the name of this planet that Kylo is searching for, Ashla. And Kylo asks why he would tell him that. And Luke says something like, I'm telling her. And smash cut to Ray waking up in a cold sweat. Uh, all this for her has been a vision. But for Kylo, it was real. So Ray immediately wakes up and she can see Kylo like through their force bond. And they both draw their weapons. They see each other through the force and Luke disappears. Um <clears throat> but he's drawn this important information out of Kylo and kind of transmitted it to Rey. Um, So now Rey and Kylo are on this cliff edge, kind of engaging in a little duel. And um, through this fight, you know, she kind of discerns his intentions. He probably will talk about how the wills or the thing that, you know, keeps this galaxy in a state of perpetual turmoil, blah, blah, blah. Um, but she's able to kind of catch him off guard and he forgets where he is and she forces him back and he steps off the cliff and almost falls Mm. off and he clings to the edge of the cliff and she kind of has a little 
dark cloud pass over her at that moment, she realizes that she could actually kill him in this moment or allow him to die. But she remembers back to Crate. She remembers Luke withdrawing his weapon. Uh, and that dark cloud passes. And she reaches out her hand to take his. They touch hands. She helps him back up off the cliff. And she breaks the force connection. So far, what do we think of that idea? Hmm. Um. I I like the interaction. I don't know. I don't know if if she would. I guess she would save him. But I that's something we haven't explored too much is how she is feeling post Last Jedi. Because yeah, that's true. I mean the the Last Jedi ends with him completely at odds. Like he was gonna right. let everyone die, and she's mad at him. Right. And then. Like she closes the the Falcon's door, and how does how does see? I've only seen it like twice. How does uh three times, uh Rise of Skywalker? What is it? Um, what's their first interaction in that? Um, I think she first says, "I'll tell you word for word what they say." They first <laughs> interact when they're on Pisana. And she knows about Palpatine being back. So she says, you're serving another master. And he says, no, I have other plans for him. And then she says, I see through the cracks in your mask. You're haunted. <laughs> and then I don't know what he says. But that's their first interaction. And basically, the, the implication is that they're not buddies. Okay. Um, yeah. I definitely, I, I think it would be weird to imply that, like, um, I don't know, like two years have passed between eight and nine. But this what we're seeing in the movie is the first time they've connected since then. I think it should be implied that they definitely don't like each other, that they're angry with each other, but they're also a little bored of the whole force connection thing. And it's it's kind of like a nuisance. Like it was in the Mm -hmm. last Jedi, like, ugh, can you put something on? I don't want to do this right now. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I don't hate it. I don't hate the idea. Is Jasmine still alive? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I don't hate it. A ringing endorsement from Riley. Listen, you know me. I'm I'm <laughs> I'm wary of any time there's a little implied anything between Ray and Kylo. That's just oh Jesus. Like, that's she's just not gonna let him raised. die. That wouldn't be the Jedi thing to do. Yeah, I think well, the Jedi are stupid. Let him die. No. You're stupid. I don't know. I feel like yeah, there's a so. way to write it to where it doesn't look like to where it doesn't imply that she likes him or something like that like oh no i wasn't trying to imply i I know i know but like maybe just be like maybe he asks her like why did you save me and she's just straight up like i don't know instinct yeah i like that actually why did you save me i don't know i like that that's a like um dj like maybe yeah i i like that more i guess i'm just trying to think of like i love you i don't know i don't know If Palpatine and Luke met early in Return of the Jedi and Luke yeah. saved Palpatine's life, that would yeah. feel weird to me. Um, but I they'd see... never met before. Well, and they I, aren't I know. corny for each other at all. <laughs> well, hey, so well, that, that's what I don't like. <laughs> um, you could more you say, like, you yeah, know, Ky- Kylo is Leia and Han's son and ray has an attachment to leia and han so she would 
right. maybe think twice yeah. before letting that's, him die. See, that's the thing that I think is being missed in all this, is that she's going to have compassion for him because of her... Yeah. Uh, this, these are her father and mother figures. Yeah, but she watched him <laughs> kill Han, and then she watched yeah. him try to kill Leia. But uh, this... Okay, Riley. Like, here's no. why I'm a mad, is I wrote this scene for you. He's a mad. Gosh darn it. I'm a mad. I'm a mad. <laughs> I'm a mad. <laughs> to me, I'm, I'm a mad. mad. Because I had... Suggested like just like a possible scene where like she kind of uses the mind probing power on like a first order prisoner that they have, and you're like, no, she would never do anything dark. She's only nice. And now I have her rejecting the dark and doing something nice, and you're like, no, because Kylo <laughs> reminds me of the internet. Jake, never, <laughs> never uh, trust me. That's your lesson. Oh, I here. know. <laughs> That's your lesson and what you should have learned. Is this le- is this the lesson that was like cut out of the Last Jedi? Like yes. that third lesson we never got to see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if if we had if we had gotten to that third lesson, it would have been specifically do not trust Riley. He changes his <laughs> mind a lot. I will say, before we all started to yell at each other, I do I am very much enjoying your episode nine and very much would have preferred it to what we got so far. Oh good. Yeah, it's it's already yes. a thousand times yes. better. I liked hearing like, your listening... excited reaction to like Luke behind Kylo. Yes, I, I'm, I'm listening to it like getting excited, wishing it would be a Star Wars thing, and it's not. Oh, good. So okay, it's making me a little sad, but it happy <laughs> oh, too. It's... But here's the thing: is it's gonna be, it's gonna be a Star That's Wars right. thing. It's gonna be just as good as any Star Wars movie, <laughs> even though it will be a podcast. I mean, we have been told that our. Uh, audio dramas have been better than exactly one Star Wars licensed audiobook. It's true. Hope's <laughs> Dawn true. by Riley Bowman, better than what was that? The Doctor Afra? Doctor Afra audiobook, not necessarily comics. Yeah, the I won't give you that, Riley. And listening to the audiobook today, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but don't trust Riley. But don't trust um, me. No. No one ever trusts I me. wrote down, why did you save me? I don't know. I like that. I like that cool. a lot. Yeah. I like um, that because I always try to write, like, clever, like, <laughs> noir dialogue where everyone's <laughs> quipping at each other. And sometimes it's nice just to have people be like, hey, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> also, it's a little fun play of the I love you, I know, like yeah. like you referenced. It is a little bit. It is a little bit. I didn't. I, I totally meant to imply that. Yeah. <laughs> I know okay. <laughs> I have a little bit more, not too much. Um but uh okay, so after this, she breaks the forest connection and she rushes to a chest in the corner of her room. Also, how fun is it to get to see Jedi's rooms? We get mm, to see we her never see bedrooms. Rooms. <laughs> yeah, we don't ever see rooms. We never get to see like James Bond's room. Do or we the see, crew. Like, we see Anakin's room, we see we Padme's see room. Yeah, it's true. Anakin's we, room. Do we see any other rooms? We see Anakin's room in Phantom Menace. Oh, yeah, yeah like before Jedi. Room. Okay, yeah. yeah, when he's the little boy. We don't see Qui-Gon's room. We don't see Qui-Gon's room. We don't, we don't see, see Obi-Wan's Jedi room. room. There's no rooms in the original trilogy. We only see know. the Jedi sitting on their poop chairs. Yeah. And sometimes they sit on the beanbags when they're in the meditation room, but we never see a bedroom. Does Yoda see... lay down? He does. He oh, does he does. Down. He lay down. But does, lay does down. that count? Because his whole house is one room. <laughs> what? His that's whole true. house is one room, so I don't know if that counts. He just has yeah, an open that's layout. that's true. 
Yeah. <laughs> he has open layout. Yeah. You're going to want to anyway. bust out this wall. Really open the kitchen up. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So Ray goes to this chest in the corner of her room, and she breaks out the sacred Jedi texts. Texts. <laughs> I knew Riley was going to give me a better read of that. I love um, it. Anyway. So, Best acting Mark Hamill's ever done. <laughs> Finn, at this point, uh, comes into her room and asks if everything is all right because he heard crazy lightsaber sounds and stuff <laughs> and talking. And Ray says yes, um, but he's a, he knows that it's Kylo Ren. He's aware of this thing. Uh, oh, no, I'm like not even reading what I wrote earlier today. Um, <laughs> Ray says yes, but he knows... Um, it's not okay that it's Kylo Ren, and she asks him how he knows, and he says, like, a feeling or something like that. And she smiles like, oh, my force boy, getting his powers. <laughs> um, and she asks uh, Finn to help her look through the text for any mention of the word Ashla or Wills. Uh, so they're both sitting on the floor, flipping through books, maybe sneaking some glances at each other. I don't know, is BB-8 there with them being cute? Yeah. Why not? Listeners, right in. Um... So most of it is in languages that they can't understand. But eventually Ray finds this symbol in the book that she feels immediately connected to. And she doesn't know what the meaning of anything around it. But she knows, like, this is what we're looking for. How a feeling. Finn says something like, I got to tell you something. And she perks up, like, oh, maybe some feelings are going to come up. Or he's going to tell me about the force. And, uh... But what he really says is, you're not going to like it, but we're going to need help with this. And then Ray's expression falls, and she's like, ah, oh, man. And then smash cut to a close-up of C-3PO uh, mm. <laughs> translating the text. Zoom out, and they're at this round table, Knights of the Round Table style. Ray, Finn, Rose, and Poe, as well as the droids, are gathered around the Jedi texts, which are spread out along the table. C-3PO is reading, and R2 is scanning the pages. BB-8's looking at his old buddies with admiration and um i thought this would be a good time for to kind of make poe the audience surrogate since we're going to be getting into like real weird force stuff gotta have a little exposition yeah so he's like so let me get this straight kylo ren was in your room you know so like because this is like the first he's here into the forest bond and uh he's gonna be kind of mad that like he's the only one that doesn't know about this force bond like Finn and Rose both know about it because she's friends with them. And he kind of gets mad because he's like, wait a minute, so does this mean Kylo like knows where the base is? He's going to ask the audience questions. Uh, but eventually, 3PO is like, all right, I found something. And R2 puts up like a holographic display of the pages that he scanned. And 3PO then kind of gives exposition about the wills, um, about their relationship to the Force. You know, the Force guides the Jedi, the wills guide the Force prophecy vision destiny itself guided by the wills and so this is kind of leads to a little conflict among the group like wait everything they've done has been like predestined uh poe dismisses this all as a legend and ray says like so was luke and the jedi maybe this is true too but everyone is directing their questions at ray because she's like the jedi master as far as they know but she doesn't feel adequate um and my thought was, this is the last thing I have written down, that um, 3PO says that the ancient Jedi believed Ashla was a realm of the spiritual beyond our physical universe. They tried to study them at a research, at a Jedi research facility in the unknown regions. Um, and I thought that might be a little way to kind of tie into 
without like having to say anything uh they're like the jedi's increasing obsession with like science and like midichlorians and blood mm. tests and stuff mm-hmm. like if they're studying the wills like in this facility um that make good so like that's where they're gonna be trying to get to yeah i like that that sounds fun i like having a because how far into the movie is this do you think about i was trying to calculate it i think this, this like is probably about two? half an hour like yeah maybe 40 minutes in we're getting to the main plot that, that's fine because then no but you, i think that's okay yeah you like you start act two with this here's the goal we mm-hmm. got to get to this place and then right something happens and act three is there we got to get the skull to akator Got to get the skull to Akator. <laughs> the I classic I that plot. In, I think I did that in Skyrim. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I so like that's it. Good. I my my thing that I would want advice on is like, I I don't know. Just make it make it good. That's my advice. Oh. Yes. <laughs> that is helpful because I had bad maybe <laughs> mark in my notes. No 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 no. no. I think we got to make it good. Rushed plot don't make no sense. <laughs> Cut key scenes that explain what's happening. Um, my only thing is like, should Hux, Kylo, and like the rebels, like should everybody be kind of going to the same place? Like, um, is everybody being guided to this like one place? Like this is where Palpatine can be resurrected at the end. Like, for you the mean, whole thing. Like, oh. basically, from here on out, the Rebels are, they're trying to get to this place uh, before um, Kylo Ren does. I, yeah, maybe. I, I, I think at the end, I think it would be very cool if the third act was everybody together. Because that yeah. is like a nice um, symbolic connection to A New Hope. We're ending the saga the way the first one started where, you know, the first one ends with one conflict and that's it. Right. Everybody's involved in this one conflict. And then the movies go crazy from there on out and you have two right. and three. And then sometimes there are four different things happening at the end. Um but I think it would be cool for the first and the last movie to all be contained to this one goal that everybody has. So, yeah, I like the idea of everybody ending at the same spot. I tell you an idea that I, I have, and I'm not sure how to implement, but I thought, and this is always a good way to write movies, is I have this idea for a scene. How can we cram it in the plot? <laughs> um, but I, I like the idea of 3PO and R2 having a more central role. That's important to me as a Star Wars fan. And um, <laughs> who does I, the news? Who does the news? <laughs> Gunright. My lord, is that legal? I don't think so. That's good news. No need to report that. And I nope. think that no denied. <laughs> no, I just Uno nope. reverse card played. It, it has been, been a while. while. Uh, as a little treat for having a game crash, can we get a little news gun? <laughs> yeah, we'll get one. I don't actually have that program running right now. They can right have now, a little so news gun, Ray, as a treat. I have to do it in post. Yeah, that's fine. 
it's still it's just a treat knowing it'll be there and has yeah. been there. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like the idea of back when I was thinking that they were going to have to like shut down this like um, first order security program or whatever that like the first order had upgraded, you know, to like all these like really expensive security systems uh, since their security is always so crappy um, and that they detected for any kind of, you know, rogue person, droid, whatever, but that there'd be a hole in their system where they ha- they couldn't detect droids that existed before the Clone Wars or something like that. And that would mean that C-3PO and R2 were able to, like, infiltrate a First Order ship and do a thing. Yeah. I want them to I go want... on one last adventure. I want them to go on an adventure. Um... And I want them to run down with a big map saying, I'm going on an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> do... Again, this is um, what not to do when writing, but I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> Bad ideas are Bad ideas. still ideas. Do Is anyone going to die? Have we talked about that? Oh, like, are 3PO and R2 going to die? Is the Millennium Falcon going to get destroyed? Is Chewie going to die? Like, what, was, are, what do we think? I was thinking of an emotional goodbye for... R2 and 3PO, like, parting ways, thinking that they're not going to see each other again. Maybe not at the very freaking beginning of the movie like it is in Rise of Skywalker. But, yeah, like, on this mission, they're going to have to part ways or something like that. But maybe they escape in an escape pod. Yeah. Like the first movie. I mean, if you want to kill everyone in the audience, then R2-D2 dies, right? That's the way to just kill everybody yeah i'm kind of with george lucas that not like people don't necessarily need to die i will say this now that i'm not worried about leia at all it's increasingly hard to find any reason for her to be in any of the scenes yeah Mm -hmm. and so i do i I wonder but then the thing is like if she's dead already then you kind of have to address that too so yeah i like the idea of her just kind of hanging around she has a couple lines she's hanging around the base she doesn't get the big finale that you know, she would have had if she was still alive, but she doesn't Maybe. have to die and she doesn't have to yeah. be mm-hmm. a central role. But I, I actually think that the idea of her like trying to reach out to Kylo could be a thing that could work. Uh, and, and we could, um, we could like, we, she could have an ending, like a Thanos ending where she's just on a planet. You could CGI a melon into her hand. She's <laughs> picking melons from a garden. Half her face is burnt off. Half her face is burnt off. <laughs> but, you know, yeah, like, I... Yeah, I, she, she smiles upon a grateful universe. I don't think everyone has to die, but... Or anyone has to die. Or everyone. <laughs> I don't but think anyone just, uh, and or everyone has to die. It was no, just an idea. I think if anyone dies, it should be me. <laughs> no. Um. <laughs> I think if anyone dies, there should be a really good reason behind it. Like, not just yeah. because, like, you're ending the movies and whatever, and so yeah. we need to kill off some characters. I think it, it kind of needs to be, like... It's got to be Luke-like. It's kind of got to be, like, in-game, in a way. Like, the only person who really dies is Tony, because yeah. he needs to. He's got He's got to do it. And here's what's great is I was going to say an, a bad example is also an end game, which is well, Natasha. Because that's true. I forgot about Natasha. Never mind. Yeah. I don't think it was very effective. It's for not. What I, and I 
I can't quite figure out why, but it just wasn't. But I also think it's because it's in the middle of the movie in kind of a weird place. Yeah. Whereas Luke's big and death. It's, and it's so drawn out and weird in, in game. It needed to, it needed <laughs> it to stop is. like three it minutes became, earlier. It became silly when yeah. she shoots Hawkeye. With, oh, no, he shoots her with like an explosive arrow like in the feet. And yeah. she doesn't die. She just like flies across. The, oh, it, like, man. It's, it's literally great. one step away from an SNL sketch where they keep saving each other over and I over again. I could see the parody. It yes. was like yes, it, it was like in the Hobbit movie where like it became comical where it was like one of them would fall off a cliff and then this, another Hobbit would help them up. But then they would slip. And that it happened like <laughs> too, too many times. Yeah. It's like that but, happens once. Okay. But the the Tony Stark death is good, and and the Luke death is oh, good. Yeah. Where it's it's they die because it means something. Yeah, and it's stop down for a quick Marvel moment, which is a segment we all know and love. We do it every week. <laughs> it is weird because, like, I was gonna say, I think a death is better in this kind of movie when it feels a little bit inevitable. And you're like, oh, no, like I know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, and like Tony. But, but that was the same thing with Natasha. And, no, I mean, um, Thanos says he is inevitable. Oh, yeah. Exactly. And then like Tony says, I am all the Jedi. And then he snaps <laughs> his fingers. Um, and <laughs> yeah, I think that. But that's not necessarily true. It just depends on what you're going for. But I think in Star Wars, you want noble deaths. Mm-hmm. You know, like a big moon smashing into Chewie or something. Yeah. And he shakes his fist at it. <laughs> I was thinking that I don't know of a really good way to get Lando in here. I think that's fine, honestly. I don't think he needs to be in it. I mean, I liked seeing him pop up in, in Rise of Skywalker for a minute, but it didn't feel... I. I haven't spent this the sequel trilogy like saying where's Lando like I know people did say that. that at the end of um, Last Jedi when nobody showed up to save them and they're like wait not even Lando would show up <laughs> and I feel like yeah. that one complaint justified that entire Resistance reborn I mean, book or honestly, whatever like oh he was yeah. in jail <laughs> yeah call me crazy I think it's weird that Lando's in Return of the Jedi I, I, man. I kind of agree that yeah, he feels just like a one-off character. Yeah. yeah, you're not wrong. So like, but he uh, ends up being great. Yeah, and he's he's good and he's fine. I feel like, but after I feel like after the war's done, he just goes back to doing his own little thing, though. Like, yeah, I really... didn't hate so, that they're running into Lando is a little incidental in um, Rise of Skywalker, and I feel like if yeah. there was a way for that to happen in this script, where it's like, oh, we're gonna have to spend the night at this big casino i don't know <laughs> who runs yeah. it oh my god it's Lando. oh look it's lando no we don't need lando in it he's getting his own tv show so he's fine you know what i thought of when i was last watching rise of skywalker a while back was because i thought wait is are we to believe that lando just always lived on Pasana after he like went on that mission with Luke, but I think no, he's just there for the cool festival. Yeah, because he likes to party. I never understood why Lando was there. It didn't make any sense. I think he likes to party because he still <laughs> had his little like one wheel truck thing was full of capes. 
I think he was there to dance. I think he wanted to dance it up with his big cane. Doesn't he say something about talking to Leia, though? Was like, did Leia have him there? I don't know. I don't oh, he, that's right. He did say that he received the communication. I guess they did explain yeah. it in the movie. Well, but the, I'm probably <laughs> smarter than the movie. Though. Um, <laughs> but I, So probably. he was there to party, incidentally. Message from Leia. <laughs> he got a message. Oh, oh, really? I'm I'm headed that way anyway. I was just going to go gonna party. be there anyway to stare at these creepy children who ask you your last <laughs> name specifically. Hey, kid, that's not nice to ask an adult. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, any advice that you guys have about like uh, ways to take this plot would be appreciated. It doesn't have to happen now, but I. I do think I, I agree with what you're saying, Riley, that I think it'd be good to split up like I, I want Ray and Finn and one of the droids to go um to Ashla or whatever this Jedi planet had that had the research facility. I want them to definitely be together. It does feel like Poe and the rest of the gang should be doing something else. Yeah. It feels like they should be gathering intel or they gotta liberate a town or I don't know we'll but figure I think it out. whatever I think whatever they're doing in act two uh, should lead them to be to everybody be together at the end yeah I, I, I definitely cool. like that yeah I mean and, and it can be like it can be a um, like return of the Jedi esque where everybody's at this one planet uh, even if they're not all like storming the castle at the same time, because like everybody's in the same space at the end of Return of the Jedi, even though it's technically we're going switching between three points of view that are all right. around Endor. So it could yeah. be something like that too. I like that. We could do um, a shot-for-shot shot remake of Return of the Jedi. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I tell you what, I wouldn't hate is seeing Rose on a father. Yeah. I'll tell you what I wouldn't hate seeing Poe in an X Wing. It is hard to think of reasons for him to be in an X Wing. Why would he even do that? Why would he even do that? And I know we're not gonna have a big like the 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 case for having a big weapon to destroy is that we can get Poe in an X Wing. But there's I gotta know. be some reason he can be in an X Wing. I know. No, I it would be good if uh Mm. Yeah, we got to think of some reason that they can't. We got to drive these friends apart. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll think about it. We'll brainstorm. We'll figure it out. All we'll I'm thinking right time. now is the ending of Final Fantasy 15, and if that if this movie ended like that, I would die. But <laughs> oh. it would split up everyone. It really would. <laughs> wow. You know. I also get this reference and agree. <laughs> what? But let's actually talk Wait, about it. What yeah. if there was a moment of seeming failure and there was a massive time jump and everyone was old? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> I, I wasn't no. thinking of that. I was more thinking of... <laughs> No, I all know. The, all the all the friends get the storm the castle, but then Ray's the only one. Ray's the only one that can like. I don't know. Like, maybe she's the only one. Maybe the final battle happens like on the force. Like, oh, the the thing from Rebels, the force. 
plane. Yeah, the, the world between worlds. The world, but maybe the final battle is there, and Ray's the only one that can tr- cross over, and she's she has to that's handle kind it from of, there. That's actually kind of what I was thinking, because I was thinking whatever this Ashla thing is, it's going to be like world between worlds. Yeah. It's going to be in this weird ethereal plane, and yeah. Hmm. What if Poe shoots Palpatine in the face with an X-Wing once he's revived? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, Riley I says yes. Yes. <laughs> Just like, you know what it should be like? It's like no Star Fox. No further explanation is needed, Jake. <laughs> no, Riley, you do want this because it should be like Star Fox with gigantic floating Palpatine heads. Let's just get all of our Riley story ideas and story beats from video games we've played. And, yes. Yeah. And okay, so Star Fox 64 is a big one. Eventually, Palpatine's face skin does wear off, and then it's just his eyeballs and a brain. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and you have to shoot his brain. You have to shoot his brain. But the eyeballs I, I, are so annoying. But earlier, like the first guy that Poe shoots down should say, Uncle Andros! <laughs> and then explode. <laughs> Uncle Palpatine. <laughs> or Uncle Palpatine. I yeah, meant to say obviously. that, and I just couldn't help but go into the game. <laughs> that should happen. Yes. Mm. Your father mm-hmm. helped me like that too, Fox. <laughs> You're becoming more and more like your father. I guess I should be thankful. <laughs> I was Falco, worried for you a moment. Jerk. Falco is always such a jerk. He really is. No, and he doesn't thank you. Never. He's ungrateful. No. Never. Never. Anyway. Anyway, <laughs> I think we've got some exciting ideas. We just need to find a way to get Poe in an X-Wing and blow something up. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, uh... That's it. That's the show. Pretty it made much. sense. Everything where we ended up was exactly what we planned from the start. Maybe this time Jake will actually share some cool concept art on Twitter. Maybe. Yeah, I've been hesitant as to whether or not I should you put that stuff on Twitter or save it for, like, I was thinking. You of could think we're going to together... make our own art book for our unreleased <laughs> <Yes>. episode nine? <laughs> Selling it for $40. <laughs> no, I was thinking of, like, putting the audio in a video file and kind of putting the art along with it um, ah. and like putting it on YouTube. Oh, okay. I was thinking of doing that, That's but okay. that doesn't mean I couldn't just put the stuff on Twitter. I've been yeah, thinking, I'll put some stuff on Twitter. I've, I've been, I've been doing some commissions lately, but once I get done with that, I want to start doing some, uh, concept art for like, like, uh, outfit design and stuff. Yes. I one. was, yeah, I was hoping cause I'm, like, I want a cool new look for Ray. Yeah. There's this weird thing going around Instagram for some reason that uh, Ray well, should have had... Sh- Get off well, Instagram. it is a big issue. <laughs> but that Ray should have had flowing long hair in episode nine. Oh, I saw that. Nine. I just... No Jedi really has flowing long hair except for... I guess Quite Anakin on. did, kind of. <laughs> and, well... Yeah, but it was still kind of styled in a weird bun. It was, yeah. I like Ray's hair at the end of Last Jedi, but it was, I guess it was only like that because she fell in a big pit in, in the water. That's true. I think we should let Ray style her hair however she dang wants to. Let's ask Ray. Would that be so hard? We call That's it the thing. Daisy no Ridley. one ever asks Ray what no she. No one wants. ever does. Yeah. Yeah. You know what Ray wants is a little peace and quiet from his kids. Deborah! Oh. 
Well, is that the end of the episode? Yes. Yeah, we just finished watching all of Everybody Loves Raymond. We watched nine seasons in about a month. Congratulations. And this is, it was actually pretty funny. A lot of it doesn't hold up. A lot of it does. I'd say watch half the episodes. You'll get it. Uh, this has been delicately curated, <laughs> long-form discussion of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your hosts. Really? Jasmine, have you started working on your fan fiction yet? I was going to wait for Jasmine. Jake to say my- Okay, yeah, no, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> no, I am not. I want to though. I'm gonna. Oh well. All right. Anyway, and bye. Jake. <laughs> uh, bye. 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 Six. <laughs> <laughs> Time dot is. We still got to sync. Okay. Fifteen. 15. <laughs> Ooh. Twenty. Oh. Do we wow. get it? We're actually very in sync that time. Usually there's like a crazy half second delay. We were so in sync, Jake. That we both said six, and then we both said 15. I know. (laughs) We are just pals to the max today. I guess so. Part of the pal brigade. (laughs) And that was, I think, if you got your friend to sign up for the army with you, then you got to be barracks mates. I think it was a British thing. Wasn't that a thing we made up for the Young Jedi Knights? The Pals no. Battalion. Oh, well, I think I probably said that in reference to that because I've just always been okay. obsessed with the phrase Pal Brigade. Gotcha. <laughs> oh, and I boy. don't even know if it's what it was actually called, but it that should That was definitely be. a thing in the Young Jedi Knights thing. The Pal Battalion is sounding right now that you've said that. <laughs> because then we also describe it in that, and that is how you describe it as... You know, when you would sign up. Your so I've, d- so I've up done up. this exact thing before. Yes. Okay, good, good. Good to know. <laughs> anyway. Welcome to Grandma's Talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Delicately curated, long-form video game playing of the internationally beloved Star Wars saga, tailored to the modern fanatic, brought to you lovingly in weekly increments by the loquacious yet soothing voices of your host, Riley... Okay, got, I got nothing from Riley. Completely cut out. Good sign. Uh, Jasmine and me, Jake. Uh, Riley, how's it going with you? Great. I'm doing cool. great. Great. Because it seemed like you just like evaporated into a mist when I technically you. you on, on when you listen back, you'll hear it. I opened a can of Coke directly into the microphone. Oh, I just thought that like. You know, somebody started strangling you and your mic got ripped out of the socket and I just heard, like, the little feedback noise. Nope. Just opened a can. Okay. Well, I'm glad it's that one and not the strangling one. 
Me too, actually. I, for the record, have edited at least one episode of the show. That is true. <laughs> like two years back, ago. Back when Isaac was still around. <laughs> it was our first Tales from Mass's Castle episode. <laughs> so, R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest Isaac, peace. <laughs> Do you think that we should watch that Andre the Seal movie for an episode one time? <laughs> yes. What's it called, my cousin Andre? Uh, my dinner with Andre. <laughs> <laughs> it's where she it's goes. Wet. She goes to the docks and she has dinner with Andre. They eat some sardines. <laughs> it's really good. It ends uh, with no, him I think opening. It, I think it's claim. just called Andre. Is it really just called Andre? They yeah. thought that this would be so ubiquitous. Everyone would just know. There's not going to be any other movies called Andre. Stream pause. Nompto. Nompto. <laughs> Nompto. I love it. I feel like I've never seen that movie, The Croods, with cavemen, but I feel like that's got to be the main character's name. <laughs> Nompto Crude. Nompto Crude. When we were um, in Texas visiting my in-laws, um, my uh, nieces and nephew were there, and they're watching The Croods. <laughs> and it was the worst, most unpleasant animation I've ever seen. Characters are ugly. Shrek. I think it is worse than Shrek, because Shrek has, an, I think, an iconic design. I guess so. The animation doesn't hold up, but I think the character design does. This, obviously the animation is better, but they made truly unpleasant characters to look at. Mm. Made me sick. This is something you all care about, right? You should keep talking about this. Definitely, and this definitely won't get cut out. Ah, no, <laughs> this will be a blooper. Bloop. Crude's in my bloop. <laughs> bloop it out. <laughs> You know, sometimes we say a little something that's a little bit of the crudes, and you have to cut it out of the episode. That does happen every once in a while. It's usually for me. Like, oh, don't get me started. Too. Oh. <laughs> and um, I bought a big. <laughs> output. Ours has been slowing down lately. I can tell you that. Hey, you know what? 2020, that's all I can say. Yeah, really. Honestly. I mean, honestly, it really makes it hard to record. <laughs> Physically and in reality. Yeah. I forget Extra that PCs bad. are even a thing that you can play games with. PCs are the best thing to play games with, honestly. You know, everyone's complaining about PC culture. I think that personal computers are great. I do, too. I, hate I don't have when, one, but... I hated it when computers were canceled. <laughs> Every, all computers are getting canceled these days. I hate it. Gonk droids are my favorite droids to just, like, throw in when we're doing, you know, something with sound design. Oh, I yeah. Gotta, I gotta throw some gonks in there. Gotta give it a gonk. That's what I always say. You gotta give it a gonk. I gotta reach out to oh. Bart, our illustrator, for the concept art and uh, tell him to give a little gonk. Bart Simpson? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know we got him. Yeah, I know. He's probably never heard that before. Probably not. He's not heard it from me. No. 
That's what I say anytime people call me Jake from State Farm every day of my life. Well, if you'd stop wearing those khakis. You know who says that is old people who have cable. Yeah, because, yeah. I haven't seen a commercial in seven years. Nope, same. Oh, good. Like Hide Detroit. her cool face in a helmet. I feel like there's been seven different instances through the game freeze. The game of... might have frozen. Oh no, Jasmine's gone. Might have lost a little Jasmine in the thing. <laughs> oh no, she says, and me. Oh no. Computer <laughs> said no. Computer gave a hard no. Uh oh. <laughs> That's not good. <laughs> do, <laughs> do we release 20 minutes <laughs> of us playing this game until she crashes and go, here you go? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, we could. That's how bad Battlefront 2 is. It broke the computer. Oh, got him. Oh. oh. If not, then we'll get rid of it. Okay, yeah, here's a. I guess we'll you know what we'll do? Case. This is a special introduction just in case. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do the full thing again. So if you're hearing it and it's starting like this, you know you're in for a very special episode of Grandma Talking. Very uh, special. You're either hearing this because. Uh, the game crashed and we can't record it anymore or because you didn't you didn't get any of it we tried to record jasmine playing battlefront 2 and us talking about we it tried. like a commentary tried yeah. I you really know what hey I we succeeded my computer could handle it i really did we actually succeeded for i think 11 minutes is what my uh, <laughs> <laughs> screen said but which then we got to the actual gameplay and my computer said no <laughs> It did. You got to play the boring droid part, and as soon as I didn't put on her helmet, it said, That's true. No. The game is going to get good, so you have to stop right now. Oh, man. Boy, this episode truly might be the worst one we've ever done. No, I like it. Oh, gosh. He likes them all. Yeah, he does, actually. No. <laughs> no, it's not true. It's impossible. But I won't say what my least favorites are. I would never tell. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> now, who said that? Is that the owl who doesn't know uh, the licks it takes to get to the no, center of the No, it's the dean from Community. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> when he has that, like, animation of uh, <laughs> yeah. Jeff, and he yeah, kills he Jeff does, as like, a robot. Animation's, like, on his computer. <laughs> and Jeff's like... Um, <laughs> I only treat you this way because I have a crush on you. Yeah. And they're like, is that true? And he goes, I'll never tell. <laughs> oh, anyway, that's a good part. That's a good this part. This episode sucks. No, it's good. 